Good evening, super listeners. Welcome to the second episode of Get Candid with RCSE, the story of symphony. This is your host, Rotractor Vedant Desai, and this is Rotractor Jadini Kulkarni. And in this episode, we have with us Mr. Kaushal Namdar. Mr. Kaushal Namdar is an Indian music composer and singer in Marathi and Hindi movies. His work in music spans from composing music for films, television, drama to events, concerts in Hindi and Marathi, composing music for ballets, advertisement, and also albums. Some of the films that he composed music for are Bal Gandharva, Ajintha, Pithrun, Yellow, and Ranga Patang. His music of Bal Gandharva and Ajintha bagged awards at state and national levels, also winning him international acclaim. His song Kesa Rasta has been included in the anthology of world music by German music label Go Fish Records. So without any further ado, let's welcome Mr. Kaushal Namdar. Good evening sir. Um how are you doing considering the situation around? Considering the situation around, I must say I am doing fine because we are human beings so we adapt to any so any calamity or any sort of misfortune so i am doing fine yes trying to cope up that's great sir so um so a lot of you a lot of people know you as uh, kaushal inanda the you the great the, the great music composer but a lot of people don't know that your grandfather was in fact a violinist and right. that you actually have a history with music so, so like what 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 was it that attracted you to music okay uh, i i'm not sure i've been uh, humming all my all my life as far as i can remember all my conscious life i have been humming songs and there is this great attraction i think you uh, start looking at music as a friend which will never leave your side uh, not it can be trusted at any point of time and i think it keeps you it keeps you healthy in all situations you ask me how how am i doing so i am doing well and i could answer that just just because i think i have music by my side it helps greatly you know uh, people say that uh, india is a country of uh, uh, rivers and mountains or they say it's a country of uh, elephants and snakes they also say it's a country endowed with uh, lot of natural beauty there is diversity and there is unity in that diversity but if you ask me i'll say that india is a india is a country of stories and songs it's not a coincidence that the highest political treatise is in our country is called the bhagavad gita see we sing even that even in the olden times uh, we used to teach mathematics in poetry and music so that's the kind of history we have with our music i think it's somewhere it's uh, generational uh, 
memory you can say it's, it's stored in the genes so uh, my grandfather may be the excuse for why and uh, he he was a violinist and you know he had insomnia he couldn't sleep at night so when we used to go to pune in our uh, vacations in school uh, it was a small house and we we used to all all the uh, grandchildren used to sleep in a single room and he could not sleep at night so what he did was he was a violinist he he put a uh, you know there is a clip which yes, can be attached to the bridge of the violin it's called a mute mm-hmm. so it mutes the sound sound of the violin and he used to play it all night so when i glided into sleep at night he was playing some rag like jinzuti or malkaus yeah. and when i woke up he used to be playing lalat or bhairavi or something like that so i haven't heard him play as much quantitatively as i would have liked to listen to him but i have heard a lot of violin being played in my sleep <laughs> so it that experience sometimes uh, gets attached to your subconscious even sometimes now 40 years later when i wake up i can still hear my grandfather's violin playing clearly because mm-hmm. i've heard it so much in my sleep it i think it that kind of has an effect on you mm-hmm. and i think music is actually very natural to humans you know we are constantly even our speech is laden with music we speak in uh, a different tone with you know now that you are speaking to me you have a different tone but you have one tone reserved for your elder or younger sibling right yeah. you don't you don't have this kind of respect when you speak to your <laughs> siblings there, there is a kind of uh, authoritarian bullying so what is that that is music yeah yeah that is music the how you uh, give an intonation to your speech is also part of music so you just have to extend it and make it more beautiful and more aesthetic more pleasing and then you have music it's just an extension of your speech of your sound that you use in everyday speech mm. okay. that's that that's was, great that was really nice uh so so all of us have a role model or a inspiration that we look up to so my question is who has been a inspiration for you oh uh, that that's quite a long list actually what happens is that every time i see something new or somebody do something good he or she becomes a role model for me mm. so even sometimes young people like you even they become my role models uh, now uh, it's it's a matter of you you never get old enough you know so you continue to have role models all your life 
so at different points of time different people have influenced me but let me tell you the names of people who have influenced me the most okay so the first have been my parents i took my love for art music from my mother and my love for literature and maybe connecting with other people from my father so they were the first two role models that i saw in my life then uh, my gurus who taught me different things and i should i should tell you that uh, chetan datar was a playwright and a theater director who first influenced me to look at art in a particular way and when you start looking at art in a particular way you don't just look at art in that particular way you have you develop a um, an outlook for life so how how you approach life how you look at life only the medium is art that's that's all so that's so he taught me theater and uh, he was my first guru then pandit satyashil deshpande who taught me music and helped me uh, clarify a lot of my misgivings confusions and look look at things clearly he actually never uh, told me you have to sing like me you this is how you sh-. so he never sang and then i repeated after him that kind of uh, very uh, teacher student thing never happened between us yes but uh, he helped me find my own path and that that is the difference between just a instructor or a teacher and a guru a guru does not lead you up to a path he 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 helps you discover he helps you discover uh, even the potholes that you are supposed to uh, land in so you you discover maybe different potholes than he did in his life so uh, so these were the two or three people who influenced apart from that there were a lot of my teachers kamlakar bhagwat the uh, music composer who first taught me uh, and of course uh, other role models in the society were there i was in- influenced a lot by writers uh, such as you know lokman natrak or uh, uh, i was influenced by philosophers like uh, in earlier part i was influenced by philosophers like bertrand russell mm-hmm. and uh, thoreau and uh, john locke in later part i was influenced by great indian thinkers like saint nyaneshwar or tukaram so it's it's been that there, there are a lot of names and these role models keep changing i think it's a very healthy thing to do you you should not have only one outlook because there are so many ways to look at the truth so role models keep changing i want to do something like somebody else has done also a lot of times so yes so that's that's actually that's so true uh, so so like 
you must uh, like with a career spanning for almost 25 years like your thoughts might have, like music making music is not, must have not always been easy there might, might have been times where you must have experienced writer's block so uh, h- how did you overcome that and like what was the main driving force so okay for that, that, for that to happen nice. that's a very nice that's a very good question uh, yes it, it's it's not an easy it's never an easy uh, travel you know whatever path you take and especially in any field of art uh it it has happened yes that many a time you there there is now writer's block is such a beautiful and uh, very uh, cute word for it but that feeling is not as quite cute <laughs> you you become miserable you don't know what to do you feel that the world is coming to an end you feel uh, you feel very lost yeah. uh, confidence is sucked out of you and that's that's a very difficult feeling to have so it gradually i i realized you know what what happens is that in marathi there is a poem by arti prabhu the first line is he yete anik jate yetanna kahi kale anite he is not talking about anything else he is talking about the stroke of genius or in indian languages we have this beautiful word word called pratibha yeah. okay so that artists depend a lot on that stroke of genius that will strike them now what i learned was that not you should not always depend on this pratibha because pratibha is a fickle mistress you know she does not depend on you she is she is nobody's slave yeah so like arti prabhu says ti yete ani ka jate she will come and she'll go of her own accord so you can't depend so what what can you depend upon you can depend upon intelligence you can depend on your own wisdom and how does that come it comes through hard work it comes through observation it comes to it comes through sort of a very uh, uh, mature uh, uh, modesty that that you are fallible it's not that it's not every time that you'll think of only great things so it if i am a composer i will compose good songs i'll compose some okay songs i'll compose some bad songs but that action to constantly do it that is important and you refine your work as much as possible and there is no substitute for this sort of hard work so uh most you you might have seen that you see artists who are very eccentric yeah right then i always wondered why are they eccentric why are so yes. many good artists around me why are they eccentric most of them were not happy you know i can and i can say the same thing about myself 
most of the time when a tune is not coming see it's a it's a blessing of one moment okay yeah. creativity is a blessing of a moment you you always say the moment of creativity you never say uh, you never say uh, it was a very creative week or a creative month no that creative creativity will strike you in one that that moment so it's blessing of one moment and it's a curse of the rest of the time <laughs> because you are always miserable you are always looking for something you are always waiting for something to strike so it sometimes happen that creative people are like like the uh, gambler who feels that now the next next round lady luck will smile on me how what happens he becomes very compulsive he becomes miserable and that kind of anxiety it makes you eccentric okay so uh, i i always thought a lot about this i mulled this over and i i felt that is is there a way to beat this so there there is one way yes when there will be times when you can't think straight there will be times when you are down because every action will have its equal and opposite reaction if you are feeling high on creativity one day you'll feel that low you'll feel that ebb yeah okay so the best thing is to accept it as part of your creative process that ebb is actually the part of growth if that doesn't come then then there will be no next high people go to mount everest they don't stay there no yeah they'll come back so that that is that creative moment you come you touch it you come back and then you go again but that ebb has to be there so if you accept that as a part of your creative process and not something that is against it then you find that you are in a much better space you are in a uh, more satisfied space and then uh, it helps you actually to get that moment regain that moment of creativity again so the intervals become shorter if you are more calm and you are more accepting of the fact that there are going to be times when you are say out of form in cricket they, that's what they say right class is permanent form is temporary yeah right so that every it happens to every creative person whether in sports whether in business whether in art it happens to everybody that's that's going to come sometimes you are confused you don't see the way properly so be calm accept that you you can't think straight do something else in that time read a lot go out with friends have a cup of tea take long walks there are many things that you can do other than you know wait like a gambler that this will strike sometime <laughs> so once you do that 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 then that moment of creativity comes back earlier that's what i do that's that's very fascinating for even us yes it is and 
it's not just about art or uh, anything else it's anything that you do in life yeah. any field So sir till date you have worked on almost 16 films including movies like Bal Gandharva and Ajinta as a music compo- uh, composer which was the movie that you have had the best experience till date Oh uh, I I don't think I can single out one film because these have been so diverse experiences now if you go to see uh, 16 films in a span of 25 years is actually less no i haven't but people do one film in a month or two months both balgandharva and ajinta i spent one year doing that, those films because in one <laughs> film there were 21 songs in the other there were 10 songs uh what i have experienced is that every film uh, actually takes me to zero again so i have to work all the way up when i got balgandharva for instance i did not i had some sort of a prejudice towards natya sangeet i did not like natya sangeet yeah okay so uh, but i had got this responsibility now so it it was my duty to at least give it a sympathetic ear mm-hmm. and so i started listening natya sangeet through a more sympathetic ear and then i found out that this was just my prejudice it everybody has prejudices but this so i cultivated that liking for it so it got me to zero it made me look at natya sangeet in a different perspective and abolish my prejudice for it so it was it was a new learning experience and after balgandharva i did ajinta and the same thing happened to me because now the challenge was totally different so i think that i can't single out one single film that i had a lot of uh, fun doing or it it was just that every every experience is so new to me that i i always see to it that i go back to square one and start from the beginning so i can unlearn a few things and learn many new things but yes if you want me to single out i think i should say that yellow was a film which was different for me because i did rock music and it was not my <laughs> regular cup of tea yeah okay so my son was very happy at, in those times because he listens to a lot of rock and so i listened to him with him also and uh, for 6 months so balgandharva 9 months 21 songs uh, ajantha 8 months 10 songs but yellow one song 6 months <laughs> because i had to get attuned to that uh, to rock music and how you look at it from the beginning because I, rock was not a part of my everyday uh, listening palette also yeah so i i had to so i started listening to rock 
I listen to Coldplay, Evanescence, and Doors, and mm. right from Beatles to whatever there is, right? New Imagine Dragons. So, so for it, for me, it was a learning experience, and it was also a very humbling experience in the sense that never brush off anything without actually knowing what it is. and usually what people who listen to indian music they say na na rock madhe kay thevle isat kay evda so never do that there is there is something of great value in different cultures and different type of music so it, for me that was so there i learned from my son you know he, he, i used to look at him at what place does he say wa so he never said wa but he he used to go in that trance and he liked to listen to it so ob- i observed him that what are what are the uh, uh, aesthetic places that he likes in a song what is it that you like in when that riff of a, an electric guitar comes or that s- snare of the drum plays what is it exactly where is it exactly that you know he enjoys that feeling of and this this is great music where does it yeah. come from so i learned a lot from observing him and listening to the music so yeah that was yellow was one such film and it was a beautiful film i don't know whether you have watched it it's i don't think it's available on any ott platform also as yet but yeah. it's a lovely film it's a beautiful film one of the most one of the best films that i have done yeah that's fascinating so especially like i think they, it's true what they say like children are our um, most difficult critics like yeah Ch- child is the father of man this is <laughs> i know why <laughs> so so um, with with all with all the experience that you have had in the past 25 years knowing what you know now right you had if you had a chance to give advice to a 20 year old kaushal inamdar what would your advice be oh that's difficult i don't know uh, i would say perhaps uh, it would perhaps be try out more new things and uh, work harder that that would be my advice to the younger me i i always miss out on and yes learning i think i missed out on a great deal of learning so and then then later on it's not very easy so as much as possible if you can learn and uh, you know taken things at that age it's possible because then later on for example i tried to learn piano and now i see that my son is is very adept at it because he learns faster is he is more open to new ideas naturally like so i i have to i have to take great pains which at that age comes very easily because you you are 
more prone to listening and you you have not uh, you know really uh, you are not very fixed on ideas so yeah so my my advice to my own younger self would be learn and you you have missed the bus if you have not actually learned a few new things maybe one language maybe i i miss i wish i had learned some one one more indian language like kannada or gujarati i, I would have learned love to learn and so considering that most that almost 90% of our audience is from the age of 18 to 23 that could be a very valuable advice for, the, for all of them i hope so uh, nani palke wala used to say that there are two kinds of fools those who give advice and those who don't take it okay so i am prepared to be the first kind of fool provided <laughs> you are prepared you are not prepared to be the second kind of fool <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we currently are living in a crazy time so my question is how has this global pandemic impacted on your perspective towards music and also even your general life okay yeah that's a that's a very important and it's a very good question uh first thing is that suddenly things that you were not otherwise looking at very seriously you started looking at very seriously your health for example and uh, also that in terms of music i found that there there, there was a there was a large scope for looking at the things that i had already done and learn new or better things mm-hmm. secondly especially in terms of marathi music you know things that we hadn't consciously done earlier i started doing in this pandemic that was cultivating an audience like i am talking to you now okay what you might be getting uh, say experience or some sort of different perspective that you get from other people around you what am i getting out of giving you an interview i am getting a connect with the new generation yes sir right this this is my take away i i am not here to uh, tell you about what great things i have done but because of this interview maybe i cultivate two or three youngsters who will come and listen to my music or maybe more it depends on your reach and depends on how how effective i have been talking to you so i think that is something that we did not seriously look at you know cultivating an audience it's it till 
you think you took a lot of things for granted in the pre-pandemic period that this is going to be, we are going to go out now the simple thing like going out has become sort of a health hazard so you it made me look at very basic things even in what i had to do in music that that was also another part you know i do i want to make more songs or do i want to make something that will stay for a longer time so should i make 50 songs which are extremely uh, what do you say uh, foot tapping and eye catching right now or should i make two songs which will stay for 100 years so it it has forced me to think into my life choices okay so perhaps i was trying to just survive uh, till the pandemic struck and now i am thinking about some sort of an immortality okay because <laughs> anything happens to you i don't i don't want uh, you know th- there should be some sort of a legacy that i leave behind in terms of wealth also you have to create cultural wealth only then maybe you know people will do something new otherwise when i was young people used to do uh, concerts of only old songs so as if it was their estate and they used to just blow it so they mm-hmm. didn't think of doing anything new that would be a memory for future generations so maybe that's what i would like to do so it forced this pandemic forced me to rethink about how i would like to be remembered that is very insightful and also like yeah i mean it's it's a very interesting perspective towards life so and so like as they say you should prepare you should always keep the best for the last we are also doing the same thing so so for an outsider at least perhaps your greatest piece of work till date must be the marathi abhiman geet i mean if you look at the numbers like 50 artists that actually participated in that 112 established artists including ravindra sates suresh wadkar abdul gupte hariharan shank even shankar mahadevan and a lot more so sir my question is like what is the story of the marathi abhiman geet like how does something like this come you get such an idea and how does it actually c- come through okay uh, i think it was a one off idea and i let me put it this way it started off in 2008 when i was told by a radio jockey in a private fm network that they don't play marathi songs because their superiors considered it down market so i i got thinking why to people outside my four fold think of marathi as a down market language 
and i discovered that it was not that was not the dangerous signal the yeah. dangerous signal is when marathi people themselves start looking at their own language as something which is secondary or down market yeah do you know that till 2008 vodafone had a policy of not speaking in marathi where where in the world do you see such a policy give you an example every everywhere there is a rule in all democratic societies at least that consumer is the king right yeah okay consumer is the king so you will play on the consumer's turf you everywhere in the world people speak in the consumer's language yeah okay mumbai is the only place where we speak in the seller's language <laughs> right you go to a vegetable vendor you speak in his language you don't speak in he doesn't speak in your language so where else does this happen why, why does what happens what happened that we we got this inferiority complex about our language and i you know people say language why do you think language is so important it's just a means of communication that's a, it's like saying a woman is just an object of kai upabhog kai man shabd hai dela english mala i just can't think of one word at this time so it's as as it's as unsavory and it's as morally wrong to say that yeah. language is not just a means of communication it is a means of communication it is certainly not just a means of communication language is a is a carrier of your culture language is the storehouse of your collective wisdom it broadens your identity you be, you know simply from vedanta or mridini you turn into the uh, you turn into sons and daughters of tukaram you turn into the uh, flag bearers of bahinabai they have created so much wisdom in your language why do you want to reinvent the wheel why don't you want to learn it why do you feel that this is something which is down market and there are 10 crore people who speak marathi is the 15th most spoken language on this planet and there are 6500 languages and dialects that are spoken in the world so out of those 6500 15th most spoken is your own mother tongue and it's not a danger signal if somebody else says that you know it's down market but when you start feeling it that's definitely a down yes, so now you like a like a caterpillar will always change into a butterfly it's inevitable right similarly you give any problem to a musician it will turn into a song <laughs> and i think it's 
it's the most beautiful thing to happen because you never most of the times you never make enemies with the song yeah if you are just an activist and you give a dharna outside radio stations you know people are going to say we don't sympathize with your values we don't sympathize with your point of view but if you give yeah. them a song it becomes very difficult to resist <laughs> also it's i thought that the answer was in a more positive and constructive way rather than creating another problem so it's it's easy to ask questions but it's difficult to give answers but answers are long lasting and they help future generations yeah mere asking questions doesn't help anybody so you know there are people say you must ask questions okay you must ask questions but first before you ask the question to anybody else you point that finger to yourself and ask yourself that question first then you ask yourself do you have a solution for it now i am a musician i can't think in any other idiom i think in music so i thought when this problem came and somebody said that yours is a down market language i said okay i'll show you how it is up market i'll make the biggest song in the world in this language <laughs> and that's that's how it came about i i spent over a one and a quarter years doing this song and i didn't do anything else in those one and a quarter years yes so for me personally it was a difficult but extremely satisfying time yeah. and i learned a lot i learned a lot so that was the story of marathi abhimanyu and so you also got a lot of reception a wonderful reception from singers who are not even who are not traditionally marathi speaking also right yes yes i mean singers like shankar mahadevan i, I, I always shankar mahadevan had tears in his eyes when he sang that line from that song and i can never forget i can never forget hamsika ayer who said that i'll come with you to chennai so that you don't face a language problem and i'll stay with you and i'll help you out i can never forget bishwadeep chatterjee who said that you know you are not creating a song this is a moment and i would like to be a part of it see the broader perspective is that i never thought of uh, this was not just a song for marathi people it was a song for anybody who has a mother tongue right so that that was my perspective it's not that people always juxtapose language and this is better and marathi cha abhiman nahi garva hai so garva is a, it's you are using the language in a, in a wrong sense garva in marathi has a negative con- connotation if you say garva in hindi it means abhiman in marathi if you say abhiman in hindi it means garva in marathi <laughs> now if 
if you don't know this how will you know this only if you are sympathetic to languages i always say there are two kinds of activists there are start activists and there are stop activists stop activists want everything to be stopped no don't do this don't build metro in are don't do this don't do that don't do... stop hindi imposition okay hindi imposition will not stop from outside nobody will impose a language on you if you are confident about your own and if you say that somebody is imposing a language on us it means that you are weak yeah. it means that somebody can impose something on you why i think languages don't fight and quarrel among themselves they have got a beautiful relationship among themselves so they so marathi says that vizar is such a beautiful par, uh, persian word i'll take it it says table is such a nice uh, english word but it sounds good in my house too so we accept table we we don't say maze ani kurchi and even if we say maze it's come from another language languages are organisms that are alive they are in constant flux they are constantly moving they don't have time to stop and make enemies so we should learn from languages and they keep collecting things and they keep you know they 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 enrich themselves also and they enrich you as well so that's why that's why i said i would if i was younger i would have liked to learn one more indian language thank you so much sir for taking time today and being a part of our podcast we are pretty sure that your knowledge and your experience your dedication will motivate a lot of people around thank you i i hope it entertains them as well yeah i'm sure it will <laughs> thank you so much sir okay thank you thank you vedan thank you mrudini for having me a nice different name mrudini by the way <laughs> Thank you thank you for having me on your podcast. Bye. So with that guys it's a wrap to our second episode. Stay tuned and follow us for more fun and exciting episodes. Until then stay home stay safe ciao.